The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. It's up, it's up, it's up, it's up, it's up. This is Talk of Champions. I'm Ben Garrett at Spirit Ben on Twitter. On with me, Ole Miss hitting coach Mike Clement. Hey, buddy. How are you? Good. How are you? How's the celebration week been? Uh, it's been fun so far. It's been fun. We had the uh, Wednesday night premiere of the season, which to this point um, has been the highlight, at least for me and I think prior, prior players too. Um, really, really cool. They, they took care of our guys really well, uh, had their girlfriends and their families and everything and made them, made them feel really special. And then the production is second to none, just like, just like all that. And I'm, I assume by this point, a lot of the fans and the people listening to us have, have, have seen it, and we still won the national championship, and, and the ending is still pretty sweet. What was it like watching it back, watching the whole production of it in that environment with the players? Yep. What was the reactions like in the room? Uh, really good. Like, they're, they're, uh, cheering at different spots. Um, but the, I think the coolest thing for all of us that were, that were in uniform – the, the, the coolest part is like, it, it is such a whirlwind when you're going through it. And there's, it takes, it takes so much focus for our players and our coaching staff that it's, it's less about the emotion of what's going on. And it's like, all right, what's next, you know? And uh, all right, now we got a game plan for Arkansas. Now we got a game plan for Oklahoma. And I think I told you at some point, maybe off air, even after we won the national title, our, our staff went out to eat and we're having a great time. And there was part of me in my mind that was like, okay, I got to get back to the hotel so I can focus on tomorrow's starter. And then it was like, oh, hey, idiot. Like, you won the national title. There is no tomorrow. <laughs> and so, but, but like, you're just so programmed for that. So I think our players were the same way. And when it happened, even all the way through the parade and the celebration and all of that, it was such a whirlwind that it becomes a little bit of a blur. Uh, and so to see it back, and, and even for this week, 
our guys, there was a buildup to this week and our guys knew it was coming and they knew the recognition. So I think they can appreciate it much more right now because it was such a whirlwind in back, back in June, if that makes sense. Yeah. And how was the trip to the governor's mansion? Uh, it was cool. Uh, if I'm being completely straightforward, it was neat to get honored and all of that, but our guys are, I don't know, whatever they are, 18 to 23 years old. Mm-hmm. I'm going to guess if you ask them to be honest, the most fun part for them was the bus ride there and back because they're playing, playing games and hanging out and doing what college baseball players do on a bus. And, sure. um, it is very formal when you go get honored at something like that. Very stately. We got a, we got a, a tour of the governor's mansion. If you didn't know, Ben, it is the second longest continuously lived in governor's mansion in the country. The first is Virginia. Um, so, so we got a lot of facts like that, that I think our guys probably frankly didn't care a ton about. Maybe we have a couple history majors that were interested and it's really, really old. Um, and I would guess that if the favorite part was the bus ride down, the second favorite part was maybe the barbecue that they served us. It was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and then, and then I'm, I'm a little bit joking, kind of. Uh, the, then we went to the children's hospital, which was really neat. Um, obviously, uh, puts things into perspective really quickly. So it was a good day. It was a good day for sure. Um, we had we had fun. What are you doing on this Friday? So Friday today. Oh, you're not supposed to add on a podcast. Some people might be listening. It's Monday. It's fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, We have Pizza Bowl tonight. Yep. Um, We have uh, our official visit weekend, because why not? We have nothing else going on. So Lafferty said, let's have an official visit for the Alabama game. Um, And uh, I don't don't think I'm at liberty to say when when our players actually get their national championship ring. So – I keep that keep that part under wraps. Uh, Pizza Bowl tonight. The former players that were on last year's team but aren't on this year's team. We are treating them to um, dinner and drinks up in the in the in the Diamond Club upstairs while they get to watch the Pizza Bowl. Um, and then obviously tomorrow we're going to do the Walk Champions and get on our halftime. So uh, pretty good time. And I'm sure there are a lot of other activities that I'm not invited to, uh, like in the evening hours. Yeah, you're not going to be the one invited to the square club. It's not happening. And nor nor do I want to be there. I want them to go have a good time, and I want to go home. Did all the former players come back? I think it was – there were two freshmen that transferred out of here uh, – or that were freshmen last year that transferred out of here uh, after finals week that did not come. Everyone else, even guys that transferred out, Wes Burton, uh, Jack Washburn – um, and those guys, I think every other guy came back. Oh, that's really neat. Everybody coming back yep. and kind of experience. Like, what did it feel like a big family reunion once everybody got here? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And the cool part is like, it's not like 10 years has gone by where it's a little bit awkward and man, I haven't talked to this guy for 10 years. Uh, it's a couple months. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, those guys, I think males in general are pretty good at, maybe not talking for a little while and then not missing a beat. And so you just uh, follow really right back into it. Yep. 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 And those guys did. It was like, well, in some ways it seems like a long time ago, June does in Omaha. And then you get together the last couple of days and it's like, well, it doesn't seem like any time has passed. So that part's really neat. Really neat. For the Ole Miss fans that are coming in for the big weekend. Um, what can they expect if they attend the pizza bowl? Um, 
we're, we're, we're a little bit banged up. So Jacob Gonzalez is coaching one of the teams because he got banged up. I think we talked about it a couple of weeks ago on the, on the podcast. Um, nothing, nothing serious at this point. In fact, uh, he has told me probably three times in the last week that if we were playing in the spring, he would be playing. Um, and I trust that, that he would be, uh, but, it's going to be two drafted teams. Jackson Kimbrell drafted one team. Jacob Gonzalez drafted the other. I think it's pretty, pretty evenly split. If I had to, if I had to, you know, hedge the bet, I would say Gonzo's team uh, has has a little bit, a little bit heavier on the position player side, a little better position player group, and maybe Kimbrell's a little deeper on the mound. So it uh, should be pretty competitive. We stay completely out of it. They run it. We we hire umpires and um, we watch kind of like fans. So. Uh, really, really fun. Like they have taken it serious. Uh, I retweeted Gonzo this morning. Uh, uh, he did an exact Mike Bianco text, like hashtag pack Swayze that coach does every single time we have a home game. Uh, kind of a, if you know, Gonzo, it's perfect. Like it's a subtle jab at coach. Uh, really, really classic. Uh, probably something that only Gonzo or maybe like someone like Hunter Elliott could do. They have enough skin on the wall. Uh, that uh, coach probably isn't gonna gonna get after them, and they know it. And it's really, really, really funny to me. Who was the first overall pick? The first overall pick was Hunter Elliott. Yeah. So Gonzo won the coin flip and chose Elliott. Smart, smart pick. Well, who went second? One's uh, kind of obvious. Yeah. Yeah. So the way we do it so that the teams don't get too skewed one way or the other. So when Gonzo picks Elliott, Kimbrell has to take a pitcher, and then it's Kimbrell's pick. Um, so I think Kimbrell took maybe Doherty, but then the, the, the second actual pick was Calvin Harris, I think. Yeah, that's uh, right. Which, which, kind of, which kind of makes sense. And then it was pretty self-explanatory going, run, run, running, down the, running down the list. Kemp was probably next and you know, that kind of stuff. And after this comes the uh, Omaha Challenge, right? Yeah, Omaha Challenge. Quick turnaround. Uh, Omaha Challenge starts Monday, um, and and we take that to Friday, and then it's we're really done for the semester. They, they get the full Thanksgiving break off that whole week, come back, and it's dead week and finals week, and we can't we can't do any formal baseball activity during dead week or finals week per rules, and uh, then they go home, be back for probably winter intercession, most of them on January 2nd. And then, then we got Delaware. Like it's, it, it all happens really quick. Do y'all seem like a plan home with them over the winter break or do they just kind of do their own thing? Yeah. Uh, the pitchers do. It's a pretty structured plan. I used to, and this is going to maybe sound a little bit lazy on my behalf, but I don't think it is. I used to send like when I was a younger coach, Hey, here's, here's your offensive plan. But what I found, especially here when we recruit guys from all over the country, like Jacob Gonzalez may go home to Southern California and his dad is a high school baseball coach and he has access to hit on a field every single day. Uh, whereas, I don't know, Calvin Harris may go home and there'll be six inches of snow on the ground in Iowa and he's got to hit off a tee in his garage. So I don't – what I've found is they're going to hit. Uh, I'm not too – too concerned with that they're going to hit and um they love doing that and so i don't give them a a real structured plan my the only real concern with me is that they're throwing enough mm. because that is a little harder to get back in shape and that's why last sends home a pretty detailed you know uh pitcher 
pitcher plan. But with the with the offensive players, man, if they take three days off from hitting uh, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, I, tr- I trust those guys that they're gonna they're gonna be ready to roll. For the Ole Miss fan that doesn't know what the Omaha Challenge is, what all do y'all do that week? Yeah, so it's a it's a really a strength and conditioning um, week. Uh, we draft four teams. Uh, the captains this year um, already drafted their teams at Chatnier, Wood, Jack Doherty, and Kemp Alderman. And so uh, it could be anything. There's some country club events. What I mean by that is potentially, like in the past, we've done some dodgeball. Um, we've done, like, flag football. We've done ultimate frisbee. So there's some fun stuff like that. And then there's some really strenuous stuff, pushing sleds, doing some relay races, um, a lot of running. Uh, so – it, it goes uh, it goes a lot of different directions, and uh, they uh, we, we, we do a lot of different things, but push the limit a little bit and uh, try to get those guys outside their comfort zone um, as a way to finish the fall. Well, no Derek Diamond here to win it again, so who's the favorite? I, I think uh, the favorite to win it would be Calvin Harris. I think he's pretty well-rounded. Uh, the thing that kills him is most years we do some sort of swimming event, and my man is like hugging the side of the pool just to not drown. And so the swimming event kills him. Um, but the rest of it, he's got a really good combination like Diamond did of strength and speed, which is kind of what you need to win that thing. I, I would guess Kemp will be really good too um, because he's a really good athlete out of that huge body. And those guys would be good. Mason Nix is really good also. A really good combination of strength and speed and endurance. What's the event that separates the pretenders from the contenders? Is it the swimming? No. Well, swimming can kind of eliminate you if it's in there, um, only if you're terrible at it. Then you just, man, you dig yourself a really big hole. But if you're, if you can keep, if you, if you can stay alive in the pool and be somewhat competitive, you'll be fine. I think the separator is on Friday morning, it's basically this huge obstacle course, which they start at home plate. They're jogging over to Vought Hemingway. They have to touch every step in Vought Hemingway. They run into the Manning Center, and there's a bunch of apparatuses in the middle of the Manning Center. So it's like a 45-minute obstacle course that kicks their rear end, and um, that really kind of separates everybody. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's, it's, it's miserable. I would pass out within yeah, you would. six and a half you minutes. Would. Holy God. Yeah. Well, this week, y'all signed the number six class in the country for 2023 recruiting class I'm talking about. What's your general yep. overall thoughts now that you signed the class? Really excited. Uh, it's a really, really good group. And, you know, this group we didn't really recruit, maybe a couple guys um, based off of winning the title. You know, it's, it's further out than that. Um, and, and it's hard. In baseball, as you know, it's a little bit different than football or basketball. Um, it doesn't necessarily mean these guys are going to show up on campus. And so we um, are way more enthralled with what our recruiting class rankings are once they show up, just because, you know, typically there's a guy or two that, you know, is drafted in the first round and gets 1.4 million bucks and two or 2.4 million bucks. uh, And they don't end up on campus. And so they look really good on paper, but um, if they're not playing at Swayze field, uh, man, they don't, they don't help you win a ton of games. With that said, it's a really good class, um, and it needs to be. I think we have a, a chance at least to lose every single starting position player. They're all draft eligible or seniors. Um, 
they're old. And so, well, it, it needs to, it needs to be a pretty good turnover, but we generally speaking, really like the class. I, I, I like the offensive players in it. Um, and then we have a couple of really high end pitchers too. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an exciting group. Um, as it has been the last few years. Have you ever faced a year where you could potentially lose all of your position players? You know, it's odd. I thought a year ago right now that Gonzo may be the only guy that comes back with significant at-bats under his belt. And then we look up, and you get McCants back, you get Chatagnier back. Harris and Kemp both have really good years, whereas a year ago right now we weren't really sure, hey, are those everyday guys? Well, they turned out to be. You get a couple of transfers from Tulane and Northwestern, and now all of a sudden you're old again offensively, which, which that's how you win. And I think as we sit here in November, our our lineup is going to be as good as as good as it has been. I, I, th- I think it will it will just continue to roll and be uh, and be really really good. And I think we'll be one of the best lineups in the SEC. You know, I think there's a bunch of star power in there, and I think there's a lot of depth in our lineup. So. Um, it's weird in answer to your question. I thought we were going to lose a ton last year. And then we started to gather, man, we're, we got a shot to hold on to some of these guys. And because of that, we tried to stretch kind of this generation of offensive group out and uh, get a couple of transfers. And now we we're, we're pretty old lineup wise. So it's a little scary for next year, but it's, it's really exciting for this spring. The car buying process can be a lot. I know I've been there. You just want to get in and out with a new car and the best deal. Simple. Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford keeps it simple. They're going to take care of you, get you in and out with your new vehicle with a great deal. Their inventory right now is priced to sell. And what separates Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford from any and all competitors is they aim to address each of your needs with the utmost respect, care, and attention to detail. Contact them today at 662-234-8000. That's 662-234-8000. Stop by and see them in person at 2201 East University Avenue in Oxford. That's Alan Samuels Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Oxford to find your next perfect car, truck, or Jeep. Alan Samuels, let's be friends. BNA Bank is celebrating 125 years of local banking. For generations, BNA Bank has been a stable fixture in Northeast Mississippi, supporting and investing in our local small businesses, local schools, local community events, local charities, and so much more. At BNA Bank, we believe in our local communities, businesses, and organizations because we are a local business, too. Thank you for choosing to bank local with BNA Bank. When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kid's college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance, and that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group, and he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. 0186 and tell them that Ben sent you for a no cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. The signs of summer are here freshly mowed grass, days in the water at the ballpark, and all the rest on the golf course. Well, that's how we do it over here at Oxford and Ole Miss anyway. And PXG Golf Apparel is here to make sure you're locked and loaded for round after round at University Course or Oxford Country Club. 
PXG has taken its mission to create the most high-quality, high-performance golf clubs in the game to their new line of apparel as well. With PXG Apparel, there's something for everyone. From pants, polos, and sweaters to hats, joggers, and skirts. You'll usually find me with a hat on my head, and PXG has nailed the fitted breathable. And my navy goes with pretty much anything. So don't wait another second. Elevate your style game on and off the course with the PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com TOC and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions at checkout to save 10% on all apparel. That's pxg.com TOC, code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. PXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions Podcast Network. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you're facing a year like that, is it more important then to intentionally, deliberately get more at-bats to guys who could help you next year? Maybe that yeah. wouldn't, they, they wouldn't otherwise get, I guess. Yeah, the, the, it is important the best we can. Um, but the hard part is, from a coaching standpoint, you don't want to do it at the cost of losing games right. or, or, or taking dudes out of the lineup like um, Jake or Cal or, you know, TJ, like – we're not taking those guys out, Kemp. Um, and so we're going to have to work really hard in DH at bats um, and that to get some young guys at bats so that they have a few at bats for next year. But, yeah, it's a, it's a real challenge. It is because we feel like the current freshman group that are on campus right now, there are some offensive players in there that I think are really talented players. I just, you know, we're, we're just we're going to have to work to get them, get, get them at bats because it's going to be hard to get some of these everyday guys out of the lineup. Like we're just not going to take them out of the lineup because wins are too important, which we saw all too well last year. Ideally just one or two guys steps up and forces their way onto the field. And typically that's like, that's a really good point. And typically that's what happens. Like a year ago right now, I never would have dreamt that Kemp was going to hit 290 and hit 11 or 12 home runs. And same with Cal. Like, so yes, ideally. And typically the way it happens is, Someone said, two years ago, I never would have said right now that TJ McCants was going to be a freshman All-American. Like, you know, just we felt really good about Gonzo, but we had no clue that TJ was going to be what he was. Um, so someone steps forward every single year to where, you know, like you said, they, they take the bull by the horns and they're, they're dudes. Which of the signees are the biggest draft risks? Um, I, think, I think there is a couple. The, the good thing is, Two of the biggest draft risks are guys from Oxford. Um, Cooper Pratt, who goes to Mag Heights but lives in Oxford, is a 6'4", 200-pound shortstop, kind of a similar body type to Gonzo. 
Um, he has completely shot up draft boards here um, over the summer and has kind of blown up, was in the PG All-American game. Um, but I think it will take a lot for him for him not to come to Ole Miss and play. Similar to him, Campbell Smithwick, who's a senior at Oxford High School, left-handed hitting catcher. He's one of the best catchers in the country. Um, both of those guys are really, really strong on their commitment to academics and to coming to school. But again, that's easy to say right now in June, if you know, the, everybody's got a price. And that's the hard part about recruiting co- college baseball is not everybody shows up. On the pitching side of things, there's a kid named Xander Meath um, from outside of St. Louis, the right-handed pitcher up to like 98 miles an hour, 99 miles an hour, big, big arm. Um, who I who I certainly think uh, will have a have a chance to be a be a really good draft, and then uh, Josh Noth is a kid from New York that we that we picked up late, um, who's also in the Perfect Game All American game. Who's got a really good arm um, that'll run it up there into the mid to upper 90s. And um, those four guys are probably, as I just think off the top of my head, probably the four biggest draft risks that we have or guys that could sign up once, but I think they're all really, really solid in their commitment and excited about um, coming to school here too. If I went through each one of these guys, could you quickly give me a brief scouting report before we get out of here? Yeah. Josh Noth. Uh, not an over, he's right, right-handed pitcher. Not, not a huge dude. Like he's six, one or six, two. Um, it's a really, really fast arm. He's a good athlete. Probably weighs 190 pounds, really good secondary stuff. Just a, just a um, advanced arm. Drew Markle. Drew Markle is uh, like 6'3", 6'4", shortstop um, from outside of Houston, Texas, from Katy, Texas. Um, we won a big recruiting battle for him. Uh, he's he's built out of the Ryan Olenek mold. Who'd you beat up for? A&M, I think it came down to us and A&M uh, at, the, at the end, but he had, a, he had a bunch of them in there. Trenton Lyons. Trent Lyons is a utility guy, really, really valuable switch hitting utility guy from uh, from Memphis that uh, has been committed to us for a long time. But he can it's, it's unique. He can catch. He can play shortstop, um, a really good athlete, 6'3", 190 switch hitter, uh, Christian Brothers up in Memphis. Um, man, I think he's got a chance to be really, really good. You already did Cooper Pratt. Braden Randall. Braden Randall we picked up late. He decommitted from Texas. Um, probably a month and a half ago. They lost their recruiting coordinator, and Troy Tulowitzki decided to step away. Randall's a shortstop, um, a little bit a little bit undersized, but a left-handed hitting shortstop like, that has t- some juice, like Servideo-ish, somewhere in there. Patrick Spencer. Patrick Spencer is a kid from the state of Mississippi that, that's got a big arm, can really spin a breaking ball, 6'2", probably 200 um, big commitment to us for a while. Um, yeah, he's got he's got a chance to pitch right away. Big body kid. Gabe Smith. Gabe Smith, we committed fairly. Also, a guy from from outside of uh, uh, St. Louis. Um, really good arm. Huge kid. Six five, two thirty. Um, good arm. Really good arm. You touched on Xander Muth. Jackson Evers. Jackson Evers is from from MRA um, plus slider. I think his his high end velocity. Uh, is in the future. Like I, I think his best days are in front of him, but can really, really spin a breaking ball. Uh, another big kid, 6'4", 215 pounds um, from MRA. Uh, good one. Hudson Maddox. 
Hudson Maddox is from right, right down the road. He goes to Kirk Academy. Uh, for those that don't know, the head coach at Kirk Academy is Michael Bianco Jr. Um, I did not know so, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 6'3", 210 pounds, kind of utility guy. If I'm being honest, I don't know if he's an arm or a position player, not because I'm naive, but like I'm, I'm not sure what he's better at. It's gonna, he'll, he'll run his fastball up to 90, 92, um, but has some juice, a third baseman, big kid, 6'3", 210. Hudson Calhoun. Hudson Calhoun, uh, really, really good arm. Um, his mom, uh, I think was a golfer or a tennis player here. Uh, I'm sorry if she's listening to this, but I forget which sport. Um, she's probably six, not four, listening to this club. It's okay. <laughs> six, four, 180, good arm. Uh, another guy that fits the mold of what they're supposed to look like as far as, as far as arms go. Seth Farney. Seth Farney, um, Moved uh, to go to St. Stanislaus uh, down in uh, Long Beach, Mississippi. Uh, switch hitting outfielder, highly ranked guy, um, six foot one ninety, real really good field to hit from both sides of the plate. Caden Irving, Caden Irving, like breaking all records at his high school as a high school quarterback. In fact, um, there was some concern within our office that he uh, he may. He may end up being, going the football route. He's been committed to us from a baseball standpoint for a long time. Um, really, really good athlete. Uh, third baseman, 6'2", 215, huge juice from the right side. Um, but, like, they spread it out, their offense, and he throws for, like, a million yards a weekend. So, uh, really, really good uh, really good high school quarterback. Better high school quarterback, Caden Irving or Calvin Harris? Ooh. It's a tough one. They play way, they play way different. I know. Um, I'll go with Cal because uh, he was a monster in Iowa, before. man. Yeah, he was a yeah. monster. And he's West... from God's country. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Cal. Well, go, I mean, he's I'll not from New Albany, Mississippi. So I can. How can he be from God's country? I mean, what's going on? Wes Mendez. Right. Wes Mendez. We we also he is the latest commitment to us. He just committed to us uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, 6'1", 190-pound left-handed pitcher. He was committed to Vanderbilt um, and decommitted uh, at some point this fall. Uh, same high school as Josh Mallett's, Tampa Jesuit. Um, really, really good left-handed arm. I think he's got a chance to pitch right away for us. That's interesting. You usually don't see late decommitments and commitments to other schools in baseball recruiting. No, it's very rare in baseball. I think we've seen it a little bit in this recruiting cycle because of COVID, like a lot of guys committed without going on campus and that kind of thing. And that's, that was the case with these guys. And in fact, as far as baseball goes, it's kind of more of a gentleman's agreement. Mm -hmm. We called Vanderbilt. Like, hey, what's the deal with this? And they were super honest with us that, you know, Hey, he didn't, you know, Vanderbilt's not for everybody. And it's not that he's a bad student, but like, it's a, it's a little different there. It's not the it's not the typical SEC school, SEC town, and all of that. And I think um, maybe he wanted a little bit more of a college atmosphere. But the Vandy guys spoke high of him, um, which we took to heart because we respect those guys. And uh, he ended up picking us over Florida State. That's crazy. I didn't know that the gentlemen's agreement with coaching staffs and stuff across college baseball they actually reached out to each other about yeah. got like that, that's unheard of in these other sports. <laughs> Yeah, it's super weird. Um, and I think it, most of it is because it's rare. It's rare yeah. that guys decommit. And so, um, and I think we respect that uh, unwritten rule a little bit, especially within our league. 
and probably none of us want it to get to the Wild West like it is in some other sports. And so when it happens, um, we kind of feel like the right thing to do is call those guys and just say, hey, what, what do you got? What's the deal? Um, and if they would have said he's a turd and a bad kid, uh, I, I really think we would have trusted trusted them and probably not gone after him. But they they said good things. So, Trey Alton. Craig Otten um, is, a, is a kid from, from Arizona, which is kind of rare for us. Uh, play, played travel baseball with a, with a team out of Arkansas, which is also rare. 6'4", um, 195-pound pitcher, kind of like with uh, Evers that I talked about earlier from MRA. I think his best fastball velocity days are in front of him. Uh, but he's got the makings analytically of an elite fastball. Like if he starts throwing 93 miles an hour instead of 88 miles an hour, like the analytics say that the fastball will be untouchable. So we're kind of, we're kind of betting on the upside with Treg um, and, and feel like he's got a chance to be a good one. Some of these names just can't be real. Pepper Heard. I saw, yeah, Pe- Pepper Heard is also from some MRA, uh, left-handed pitcher, uh, similar to Otten. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of betting on the upside on him. Great body. Um, but I think stuff wise, his best days are in front of him, uh, with, with the name game deal. Uh, I saw a tweet the other day from, uh, from someone that said, are they, are they Sigma new? That's Bunky. Uh, yeah. uh, really, really funny. And the, the tweet was funny, but what's even more funny are the replies underneath the tweet. Hilarious. Yeah, Hilarious. I almost tried to sneak in a, a name here just to see if it would throw you off. Like, Hey, all right. How about cozy Wells from uh, Madison? Yeah, if, you know, yeah, if you said that. I would probably have to think really hard, especially if you were like, hey, Cozy Wells, right in a pitcher from, from uh, Jackson Prep. I would be like, oh, crap. Did Laugh just commit somebody yeah. an arm? Yeah. Uh, you could probably get me if it was an arm. Yeah. Campbell Smith, we've already touched on. Taylor Rabe. Rabe. Rabe? I don't know. Rabe. Rabe. Yeah. Oh, got it right. Greenville, South Carolina, 6'5", 195-pound arm. Uh, really good arm. Like uh, – he can pitch like he's the guy that uh, that you know is is pretty refined on the mound present presently. Saw him pitch late in the summer, um, and we committed him shortly after that. It's a it's a good arm. I'm we're excited about him. Six five, two hundred pounds, uh, looks the part for sure. Last one, Gunner Dennis. Gunner Dennis uh, is junior college guy from. Uh, not right on that. Yeah, junior college guy from from Meridian, um, left-handed arm, uh, good arm, good arm. A guy that we we feel like you know just not very often. Left-handers that go like ninety ninety three, they usually find their way on the mound. Uh, those guys don't fall off a tree. So I'm um, excited about him and feel like he can come in with some college experience and and pitch right away. He's Mike Clement, Ole Miss baseball hitting coach. Enjoy the celebration, the rest of the celebration, I should say, including halftime being recognized, uh, Ole Miss, Alabama. That'll be pretty special. Yeah, we're going to be up 17 to 10 in oh. the football game. There's going to be a buzz in the crowd. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to they're go crazy for the national champion. So uh, it's going to be perfect. Does Ole Miss maintain that 17 to 10 lead? Yeah, for sure. Okay. For sure. We're going to run it right down their throat. Breaking news, good? Mike Clement predicting Ole Miss will beat Alabama on Saturday. Thanks, man. Yep. Take it to the bank.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.